The following message from Bible teacher and pastor Jim Crabb is brought to you by Imago Day Christian Fellowship in Westchester, Ohio. Praise God. If you have your Bibles this morning or your iPads or your device, whatever that device is, I want you to turn with me today to the book of John, chapter 14. John 14. We're going to start in John 14. We're going to have a good word this morning. John 14, verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. Huh? You know, in a boxing match, you know that they kind of dance around for the first few minutes, kind of getting ready. I, I didn't feel like dancing around today. I just came, I came out with a right hook. Let not your heart be troubled. Shout out loud, I won't. If you, if you are allowing your heart to be troubled, stop it. In other words, you gotta, you're in control of it. Don't, that's what Jesus is saying here. Let not, don't allow this to happen. Don't let your heart be troubled. Yeah, but did you know how many people got this virus? You know how many, you, you know, you, you don't want to go down that road. Because there's a lot of, you know, no stuff out there. You know how many people die every year with cancer, die every year with car accidents and all kinds of things and suicide. I mean, so we as believers, now people that don't know Christ really don't have the capacity to do this, but we do. We Let not your heart be troubled. I, Sarah and I decided that we are not going to let our heart be troubled about anything. I'm not going to let my heart be troubled no matter how many people are coming back after the pandemic or in the middle of the pandemic. I'm not going to let my heart be troubled about it. I know how many people are here and there's still folks that don't feel comfortable coming or we pray for them that they haven't fallen into that bad hole of just getting a bad habit and laying out a church because it's easier. Somebody say amen. There's a, that was called a left hook. So I gave you a right hook and a left hook. Huh? No. We, we made up our mind that we are not going to allow it. We have decided that at the Crab House that we, have, we are trusting in the Lord our God. Amen. We are, we, so the, the Bible says, some trust in chariots and some trust in horses, but we will trust in the name of the Lord. And I'm telling you today to put your trust, get it off. Is there a vaccine? Do you think they'll ever get one? Listen, I don't know if they will or not. I can't even figure out when you're supposed to wear a mask. And it, I, I can't even figure out my, the mask I've had. They've... I get confused. I'm thinking, is this thing upside down or is, do I need to turn my face over? Or what's going on? I don't know, <laughs> you know, where is appropriate? When are you supposed to or not supposed to? The, the governor of our state, you know what happened this week. President's coming to town. They tested him for coronavirus and he tests positive. 
until the next day. And then they tested him again, and he was negative. So I was like, well, I'm gl- wh- what is it? Is it positive or is it negative? And I think they did another one, and it was negative again. But there's so much information out there that's just utterly confusing. I mean, you know, we're pretty sm- Look at us. Don't we look like a bunch of smart people? Huh? I think we do. We look like a bunch of intelligent people, man. But it's hard to figure out what's going on. But my point is, in the midst of it, all this competing information trying to come to you, and you don't know, we don't even know what's accurate. It's one thing if we know we get accurate information, but we not in times of uncertainty, when it's inaccurate, it's confusing. But here's my point. You still cannot allow your heart to be troubled. We need to put a gatekeeper over the door of our heart and our mind and make sure that that gatekeeper knows what you want and that gatekeeper only allows in the things we want in there. If, If fear came to the gatekeeper, what would he tell him? You're not allowed in here. No. No. Why is that? Well, because the pastor, whoever, it's you. Because the pastor decided he's not going to let his heart be troubled. He's not going to have fear in my life. You, we we got to beat fear. One of the biggest devils in this whole thing is fear. Don't be afraid. Fear not. You know, if you just look at the, the numbers and statistics... Most people that get it, even when they do have it, they get over And a whole bunch of them get it and don't even know they got it. Huh? And if you really think about it, there's a lot of things in our life. Let not your heart be troubled. That's a good word in the middle of a pandemic or without a pandemic because you can't let your heart be troubled. Why? Well, because you believe in God. Because you're a believer. Huh? I'm a believer. I say it every day of my life. I'm a believer. I believe what God said. I pray you've been tuning in on Thursday nights. We've been on a roll about, about Abraham and Abraham's capacity to trust in the promises of God. Abraham trusted in what God said. That's all he did. Isn't that right? And because of that, so many great things happened in Abraham's life. Let not your heart be troubled. Why, why shouldn't I, Pastor? Well, because not because everything's all right. I better come right down here and get close to you because I might need to shake a few people. Or what I'm going to say might shake a few people. But do you know that it is biblically, accurately expected that things in this world are not going to get better? They are going to get worse. In the last days, men will be lovers of their own self, boasters, proud, right? 
In the last days, there will be, just read the words of Jesus. There's going to be turmoil in the world. Things are not going to get better and better in the world. They're going to get darker and darker. Now, now wait a minute. Let not your heart be troubled. Because even in the midst of that, we can still believe in what God said. I, I said, I said things are going to get worse in the world. But just like, the, just like Israel in Egypt, when all hell broke loose and because Pharaoh wouldn't obey God and, they, and, and let the Israelites go, amen, Moses came into Pharaoh and said, let my people go. And he said, I'm not doing it. The Lord said, I got a few plans that will get you to change your mind, bro. And, and the Lord called for plagues, locusts, flies, lice, frogs. All the blood turned, all the water turned into blood. And there was, uh, there was other plagues, a bunch of them. But here's the, this is why you don't need to let your heart be troubled. Because the locust and the frogs and the flies and the lice... And the bloody water, they would come to the Egyptians' house and they would wreak havoc. But let's say an Israelite lived next door to the Egyptian, a covenant person that's circumcised like Abraham was. We're circumcised in our hearts. But the, an Israelite, someone that was connected to Abraham and God by faith. If they lived next door to an Egyptian, right next door, all hell's breaking. You know, the Bible even goes into detail and talk when the frogs got loose. That's my favorite one, the frogs. Huh? That, that, would, that one right there would get me to change my mind if I was Pharaoh. Frogs everywhere. It says when they opened their, their oven doors or whatever kind of oven they had, frogs would just were filled in that. Uh, every, every part of the house, everywhere, there, there was frogs. There was frogs in the corner, frogs upstairs, downstairs, in this room, in that room. They were everywhere. And God's trying to use that stuff to get Pharaoh to change his mind. But he wouldn't do it. He went on and on and on and on and on. But right next door lives that Israelite to that Egyptian. So in the Egyptian's house, all hell's breaking loose. But right next door, in my house, what were you doing in your house? Well, we were doing what the Israelites did. We were eating the... We, he, he told them, on the night that we're going to get out of here, he told them, he said, take a lamb. Every household, get a lamb. I would ask you a question today. In the midst of all hell breaking loose in this old world, have you got the lamb in your house? Woo! Huh? You got the, are you sure you got a lamb in your house? I'd, I'd be more concerned about whether or not I had a lamb than whether or not I had enough money to pay the electricity bill. I'd be more concerned that the lamb is, is in my house and in my heart than I would about anything. He told him, take a lamb, slit the lamb's throat and t 
take the blood, etc. And, and, and he told the Israelites, this is, this, I should have titled this, What to Do in a Pandemic. But I didn't because this is what to do all the time anyway. Ha! Huh. All the time. This is what we've got to do. This is what we try to tell you all the time. Isn't that right? You, so the Israelites would eat the lamb, and the Lord told them, I like this part. When you eat that lamb, eat all of it. Eat every part of it. I'm telling you, you better, you, man, you, you if you don't like lamb, you're not going to like this church. Because we're, whoo, we're serving lamb all the time. We've got lamb, the lamb that takes away the sin of the world. And so those Israelites would eat that lamb, and then the Lord told them, get dressed, because tomorrow we're leaving here. And think about that. So all hell breaks loose on the Egyptians' house. But then all those frogs started to come next door, but they got right outside the wall or the door. I don't know how they got in. All those sneaky frogs too, weren't they? I don't know. But when they got to the Israelites' house, there, whoo, there was something protective around the Israelites' house. There was something where the, the flies couldn't get in. The locusts couldn't get in. Amen. The lice couldn't get in. Praise God. When we turned our water on in the Israelites' house, it was clear, fresh water. Right next door, they had nothing. They got issues. They got a fly problem, a lice problem. They got all kinds of things. And it, and it went on and on. And each time, got, you know, Moses would go to Pharaoh and say, no, you going to let him go now? Pharaoh was so, this is how stupid the devil is. Huh? I, I'll tell you what, man. If we, we ought to be able to beat the devil. We, we, Jesus already did beat him. But seriously, because the devil doesn't have a lot going for him. He's, he's really not that bright. Number one, how do you know that, Pastor? I always say this. If you get thrown out of heaven, you don't have a lot of, a lot of going on for you. Threw him out of heaven. And he had an incredible job. He was the, the, the minstrel before Almighty God. He led everything up there, man. He was the most beautiful being in heaven besides God himself, man. And got thrown out because he got a bad attitude. And thought, it, thought more of himself than he should. But the devil is not very smart. The devil, Pharaoh is a picture of the devil... In, right, and in, in Pharaoh is like, I'm not going to let, I'm going to stop God from having his way. Listen, let me, let me tell you right now, Mr. Pharaoh, you, you're going to have a long, long day here because what you do is never going to stop the purposes of God. Let's say that, listen, let, let me say it. 
to, to this church family and to all those that are live streaming with us this morning. I want you to know that the devil is not big or bad enough or smart enough to stop the will and the purposes of God in the earth that Jesus is still building his church in the midst of a pandemic. Amen. Somebody said, well, what if, what if this and this happens in America and, 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 and we have to only, we could only have church meeting in the underground. Listen, China's been doing that for a number of years, man. And there are some of the world's greatest churches are meeting in, 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 in basements of, of buildings and warehouses. and that God's got a way to get it done. But I'll tell you this, because I'm an Israelite, because I'm born of God, I will not let my heart be troubled because those frogs aren't big enough to come through the door because I got the lamb on the inside. Huh? The flies, the lice. And how bad did it get? You know the last plague, you know what it was? What was it? The death of the firstborn of every Egyptian that was in that land and the, the, the angel would come and if there was no lamb in that house and no blood over the door, that firstborn, this is besides all this other stuff, the firstborn in this house would die. Firstborn in my house is over here <laughs> building something, riding his bike. He's playing. He's happy. Mama's at the kitchen singing, oh, the blood, oh, the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Huh? Where, where is that house? It's right next door to the Egyptian's house. But, but, the, but the, the junk couldn't get through there. But so the angel would come where there was an, an Egyptian house, the firstborn would die. And there was nothing they could do about it. Couldn't stop it. Right? But then when, it, when, that, when that angel would come over this house, the angel would say, nope, don't mess with those babies in there. Because this house has got the lamb in it. This house has got the blood over the door. So you know what, what, what should I do? The angel said to his boss, God, the, the Lord said, just pass over. <laughs> he could... He came, he came, he came with power because God was getting the devil's, he's trying to get his attention, Pharaoh. But when he came, amen, and when he got to the Israelites' house, Hallelujah. all the junk passed, the frogs couldn't get in, the flies, the lice, my children lived. Here's my point. This is why we can't let our heart be troubled. Because we believe in God. 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 We believe God will make a way where there is no way. We believe in the God that parts waters. We believe in the God that sends a Savior. We believe in the, in the, in the will of God. We believe in the purposes of Almighty God. 
We refuse to be afraid. Listen, today you make up your mind. I am not afraid of the coronavirus. No. No. I am not afraid that there's going to be an outbreak and this is going to happen and my family's going to, whatever's going to happen. It's not going to happen. Let not your heart be troubled. That's it. Shout out loud again, I won't. won't. Say, I'm not. I'm not not letting my heart be troubled. Huh? You believe in God, believe also in me. In other words, you believe in the Father, we believe also in the Son, don't we? Huh. I love verse 2. This is... no. I want, let me just make myself clear here. Nobody's died and we're not doing a funeral here today. This is funeral verses lots of times. But I'm I'm telling you, it's more than a funeral verse. He said it, verse 2, In my Father's house are many mansions. You know, the, the, the Greek word there is not mansion, but it's dwelling place. Places, listen, you know what? If I'm in heaven, I don't care what, I don't care where I live. I don't care if, if Tim Mike sell, if Jesus gives Tim Mike sell a house that, that's an incredible mansion, and I'm living in a tiny little thing here, it won't bother me one bit. First of all, because I can go stay at Tim's house anytime I want to, because we're going to be together for eternity. Huh? But for another thing, because we're in heaven. We're going to be in heaven. In my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. In other words, it's not just for just the, the special elite Christian group. There's lots of dwelling places up there. In fact, I think there's going to be some people there that are going to shock you. Hmm? Now, nobody that doesn't believe in Christ will be there. But there may be some believers that you don't think really ought to be there. But they, they, you know what happened? You know what? You know what happens when, you li- when you're like that? The Lord makes you move in right next door to them in the dwelling place up there. Mm. I felt a healing go through the. If it were not so, I would have told you. Now, but here, listen to this next part. I go... To prepare a place for you. I want you to know tonight that this Bible, this word right here, was written for me and you. And he has already gone. And he has prepared a place, a dwelling place. There's, there's, a, there's a space there. There's a space there that I'm going to occupy. Amen. That nobody can do anything about it. Amen. I go to prepare a place for you. 
And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. How many know he's coming again? He's coming again. He's coming. I'm telling you, he's coming. I, I'm telling you, he's coming. I, I've been telling you and telling you and telling you he's coming. But I'm telling you, he's coming. He's coming. Don't miss it when he comes. He said, I will, if I go prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. I love this. That where I am, you may be also. That's all I, that's all I want to do down here, and that's all I want to do up there. Wherever he is, that's where I want to be. I don't want to, I've never wanted to be out of the will of God. I want to be in the will of God. Where do you want me to be, Lord? Where are you? That's where I'm going to be. Not everybody's supposed to be at the same thing, right? Doing the same thing. But I want to be where he wants me to be. That's all I care about in my whole life. I, I want to go to the church he wants me to preach at. I, I want to be a part of the people that he wants me to be a part of. I want to, that's what I want to do. Because he went and prepared a place for me. That where I am, you may be also. Well, we don't have to wait till we get there to live in the, the, the place he's prepared for me. This life that I, we're living now, man, I'm telling you, it's a, it's a, it, it was prepared by Jesus for us. That's why it's going to be okay, because we're like those Israelites. No matter what's going on in the world, if all hell's breaking loose, well, we're not going to sweat it. We're going to be in our house singing, Blessed Assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Hallelujah. We're going to be in our house. I don't know why. Yes, one of my favorite old Pentecostal songs. I forget what. I used to know the page numbers. They were all on in the, the hymnal that we had at the church. We, and, and sometimes we'd go to church and, and, you know, it was a shouting church. I mean a real shouting church. Not a, not a, not a 2020 charismatic. Amen. No, I mean, I mean there, there was shout, there was a shouting church, man, huh? And and we'd get in there and we'd holler out. To, Sister Wanda was the song leader, and we'd start hollering out, and we'd holler a page number, two fifty four. Then somebody on the other side wanted something else, and they'd holler another number. Amen. But one of my favorite songs, I forget the page number it was on, was I'll Fly Away. Yeah. Ah. I'll Fly Away. How many remember that song? Yeah. I'll Fly Away, oh glory. I'll Fly Away. My, 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 my. Listen, don't get, who's going to get it started? Somebody's, you're feeling it. I know you are. Huh? I'll Fly Away. Because Jesus has gone to prepare a place for me. That no matter what's going on, there's a place that's already prepared. And I'll, here's my point this morning. Down here, there, this we're in the place. If you're in the will of God, you're in the place. Don't you ever wonder about how do sometimes these missionaries go to some of the, the really, really difficult places, man? And how do, they, 
How do, they, how do they do that mentally and all that kind of stuff? That's because they got this. They figured out, I'd rather be doing the will of God, even in a, a naturally dangerous part of the world, than I would live in the suburbs in, in America. Amen? We just want to, we want to do the will of God. But before we go to the next uh, verse here, I want you to remember verse 2. End of verse 2. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am you may be also. Now, slip over to um, Exodus chapter 23. Exodus 23. Mm. Thank God it, he went to prepare a place for us. <laughs> and let's look down at uh, verse 20. Now you got to get this today. You got to got you got to got to got to got to get this. He's talking to the children of Israel here. He's talking to them because in the 12th chapter, that's the Passover chapter that we talked about. And so they get out of, from Egypt, the waters part, they go across, and now they're on their journey. That's what you and me are on right now. We're on life's journey. huh? Some of us have been walking a few more years than others, but we're on life's journey. Hmm? And, and so this is the word of the Lord. You know what I really want? I don't even, I don't, I'm not great at titles and stuff. But what this is really about this morning is how to make it all the way. Yeah. That's, what I'm, that's what I'm really telling you. This is how to make it all the way. I don't know about you, but I'm not going to play sports and out. I'm not going to play good for three quarters and let the fourth quarter fall apart. I'm going to win the fourth quarter too. I'm going to win the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, and fourth quarter. We're not going to give up. We're not going to make it most of the way. But praise God, there's a way we can go all the way. Shout out loud, I'm going all the way. All the way. I'm going all out. I'm going all in. I'm selling out. I'm going to make it to the end. I'm going to make it to heaven. I'm going to make it to that prepared place. I'm going to get to that place that Christ died so that he could come and get me and then take me to that prepared place. Watch it now. Verse 20. Behold, I send an angel. Now, somebody's mind needs to be corrected right there because all of a sudden you saw some baby-faced looking cherubim that was flapping his wings really nice. But that's, this angel right here has got a capital A. That means this angel's unlike every other angel. Angels are just created beings by God to, to be messengers of God, servants of God. All they do is what they're told to do. But this is not, a, I, I mean, I'm not picking on the angels, but I'm saying... 
this, and this thing, this guy right here we're going to read about, he's not a regular angel. Now, a regular angel's pretty cool, man. There's, there's a bunch of them up there. If you don't believe in angels, you're going to be shocked in heaven. They're everywhere. And they lead choruses and sing and praise God and, amen, lead the way. But this angel is not like those other angels. He said, my angel. Now, I, I, I don't know about you. I, lo- I love the way that the scripture reads that. God speaking. My angel. The one that, the one that works with me. The one that works and serves and does things that no other angel does. What this picture is really of, it's an, it's an appearance of the, of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's an Old Testament appearance of the angel, capital A, of the Lord our God. And watch what he said. Behold, I send the angel. That, that ought to be good news right there. There's already a big, bad, supernatural angel in the form of the Son of God that's already been sent to help me. Ah, he's a, he, God sent him. For God so loved the world that He gave and sent His only begotten Son. Behold, I'm sending an angel before. I like it. He's sending him before me. That's why I'm not not letting my heart be troubled this morning. Huh? Because I believe in God. Now I find out that the God I believe in has already sent. He sent his son, amen, to go ahead of me. So wherever I go, here's the good news, wherever my feet tread, He's already been there. That's why I'm not afraid. Huh? That's why we refuse to fear. Because He's going ahead of us. He's gone before you. This isn't where you are in your life's not a shock to Him. He sent His angel to go before you. Hallelujah. I like this last part. And to bring you. Remember Jesus said. I, he said don't let your heart be troubled. In my father's house of many nations. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go. I'm going to come and, and bring you there. Take you there. I like this. And. Behold, he will send an angel before you to, I like this, to keep you in the way. Ha! My translation. I will send an angel before you to keep you along life's journey, even when there's a pandemic. I'm not afraid of the pandemic. Because I've got a big bad angel that's already gone before me. And it's going to protect me and take care of me. Just like I was in an Israelite house. Huh? 
He's going to send an angel before you in your way or in your journey. I got a good news about this angel. This angel doesn't run out of gas. This angel doesn't work just in the first part of your life. This angel will take you all the way. How long will he take you? He'll take you until he gets you to the place that he's prepared. He said, I go before you to keep you in the way. And, to, and here's what I'm going to do. I am going to bring you into the place that I have prepared. In other words, I'm going to get where I'm supposed to go. Shout out loud, real loud. I'm going to make it. Shout it again. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it, Taylor. I'm going to make it. I'm going all the way. I didn't get saved to go. Thank God this angel is big enough to take me all the way through the first quarter and the second quarter and the third quarter and all the way until the final gun goes off. Woo! I'm sending an angel to keep you in the way and he's going to bring you to the prepared place. Now, this is a serious angel. This this has been exciting so far, this angel talk here. But we got to know verse 21 because he said, um, but beware of him. Now, look at this. And obey his voice. The, the instructions to the, to the church are not complicated. I'm sending you to the angel. He knows how to get you where you're going. But you gotta, you got to beware of Him with reverential fear. And you got to obey His voice. It's amazing how many counseling appointments I have with people after they have not listened to what I preach. All hell breaks loose. They get in a mess... And then, they, and then they want to talk to me about it. Huh? He said, you got to obey his voice. Hmm? And obey his voice. I like this next part. Don't provoke him. Don't make him mad. That's a, that ought to be the first thing we teach in new members class. This, this class is about obeying God and how to really serve the Lord in this house here. But we got a word for you, first of all. Don't make him mad. <laughs> that ought to be, that ought to be, that's first level. That's kinder, in kindergarten, before you learn to eat paste or anything else, man. <laughs> You know what you got to learn? Don't make him mad. Don't make him mad. The way a lot of people, as sloppy as they live, as haphazard as they are about church attendance and giving and helping and doing their part, 
I, I, I'm telling you, man, it, it's, it shocks me how long-suffering God is. Hmm? Don't make him mad. It's good. It's a bad angel, is for there's this last part. I'm not even sure how to put this into context theologically. For he will not pardon your transgressions because my name is in him. You know what he's saying there? He's saying he's this. Don't met. This is a this is the right guy you want on your side. I'm sending him, but I'm telling you, listen to his voice and don't make him mad. Hmm? because if he gets mad, this verse says he won't forgive you because my name is in him. What, he, what he's saying is this is a holy thing here. This is holy. Don't, don't, don't treat this haphazardly. Don't treat the fact that God is with us in the form of an angel. Hmm. Verse 22. But if you indeed obey his voice. Hallelujah. Now we're over the bad stuff. Now we got. It was good stuff. Then hard stuff. Now good stuff here. (laughs) But if you indeed obey his voice. And do all that I speak. That's not complicated. Just listen to him. Huh? How many have siblings and when you were growing up you got more spankings than they did? Hmm? You did? I know. Now, I, I, I used to be upset with my sister all the time. She was younger, four years younger than me. But she hardly ever got a spanking. And I'd be, I'd be upset at my mom and dad, and I, when they came to get on me, I, I'd bring that up. Like, what about her? Why don't you get on her? Well, there's a simple reason for that. I learned this from my mom and my dad. It's a simple reason. That's because she doesn't do things wrong. And you know what she does? She listens when we talk to her and tell her things. And so, when, you, when you're like that, you don't get as many. Huh? Now, I want to tell you right now, my girls are here. Wave your hand, girls. There's one here, one here. This one here has got an attitude about that one. Really, I think she's got an attitude with me because she, she will swear... That, <laughs> that she deserved more than she got. And if she did it, amen, if, if she had done it, that she would definitely get the spanking and that we would pass that up. We're, we're working on, my, on, on Leah right now to, to get over it. <laughs> Verse 22, but if you will indeed speak his, obey his voice, do all that I speak, look at this now, then I, 
God will be an, a- an enemy to your enemies. That's, that's what I mean. He, I, got a, I got an enemy. Does it, does it shock anybody other than the pastor that the name of this virus is coronavirus? You know what corona means? It means crown. Like corona, it has marched into the world and, and sat down like, like he's got a crown on, like he's the king. Huh? I want you to know, hey, your name may be a crown, and you may think you're a big shot coronavirus. I want you to tell you, compared to God, you're not even a little squirt, much less a big shot. Huh? Because God said, I will become an enemy to your enemies. Anything that's trying to get you, God will say, that's an enemy of mine right there. Sickness and disease will be an enemy of mine. Coronavirus will be an enemy of mine. Strife and turmoil in the world will become an enemy of mine. He said, I'll be an enemy to your enemy, enemies and an, an adversary to your adversaries. Now, we're going to look at this right here. For my angel, who's? My angel. That's what he said. God talking about this appearance of Jesus in the Old Testament. My angel will go before you. Say, I'm glad. He'll go before you. Watch it now. And bring you in unto the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hevites, and the Jebusites, and I will cut them off. I prophesy over everybody live streaming and everybody in this building today that God Almighty is cutting off putting a separation between you and me, those that obey His voice and those that don't obey His voice. He's putting a wall between us and He's cut me off from all the pestilence, from all the turmoil, from all the stuff. It may come. And when I read my New Testament, I may be... I may be certain it's going to come. Things are going to get worse out here. I just wouldn't be, want to be living outside that angel. And I, want, I wouldn't want to be standing in an Egyptian's house. I just want to go right there. This is how easy it was when I got saved. I was living for the devil. I was living in sin. All hell was breaking loose against me and on me. And this is the night I got saved. I just went like that. I moved from this house over to this house. I moved from being outside the household of faith to moving inside the household of faith. And when I did, that big angel met me there and has been with me and going before me all the way and going the distance for us in the name of the Lord. Somebody say amen. Kolaba 
Oh, there's an angel that's going before us. There's an angel. It's called the Son of God. That angel's going before us. And that angel's making a way. And that angel's taking care of me. And that angel said, I've come. I'm going to bring you to the place that God prepared for you. I want you to know I don't care. I, you, you know, there's such apathy in the church, in the church, and in, in the church world anymore, man. I, but I don't care. I'm still get. I'm not going to let them affect me. I'm going to get where I belong. I'm going where I be, was was called to go. Somebody say amen. That's why we started out with shout it out loud. Say I'm going to make it. Say it again. I'm going to make it. Stand up and let's say it. I'm going to make it. I wish the sisters would shout it. I wish the brothers would shout it. Amen. I'm going to make it. We're going to go all the way because we have the angel. We trust you enjoyed this message. For more information about Pastor Jim Crabb and Imago Day, please visit our website at imagodeicincy.com. I-M-A-G-O-D-E-I-C-I-N-C-Y.com.
We trust you enjoyed this message. For more information about Pastor Jim Crabb and Imago Day, please visit our website at imagodeicincy.com. I-M-A-G-O-D-E-I-C-I-N-C-Y dot com.